0: Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL most valuable listener. You'll have ad free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show
1: notes. I like a lot of companies, but I, I like companies that provide some sort of social benefit. And that's a huge benefit.
0: I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We
2: Are LA Tech.
0: We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash We Are LA Tech. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash we are la tech.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Brian Nickerson. I'm guest hosting We Are LA Tech. I'm excited for our guest today, Jody Redmond of Arias Prep. Jody, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here.
2: Likewise. So, Jody, um, give, for our audience, uh, give a sense uh, Arias Prep. What do you do, and uh, the impact you're making, and how would you start it?
1: Okay. Well, thanks for asking. Um, we do a lot of things. Um, mostly we work, uh, very closely. We're small, small group, um, kind of like a boutique firm and we work closely with high school students and their families, sometimes also college students in obtaining admission to universities. Um, but what we've also been doing over the years, um, is taking more of a holistic approach, Mm -hmm. which involves exposing kids to opportunities, particularly in the workforce um, and through volunteerism and through fellowships that they might not know about or be able to obtain otherwise due to their ages. So we're really into um, early exposure. And um, I don't know if you want to know how that came about. Yeah, of course. What I was noticing is that all of these kids could like, you know, you know, you have a, you have a perfect SAT uh, math 800 um, and you ace your AP test and, you know, you're a superstar sportsman at school. And then when we talk about, well, what is it that you're passionate? What do you think you want to do? And the kid usually draws a blank. Mm. And even if they have an idea, it's often like, well, I'm good at math, so I want to do finance. And so I would say, well, Okay, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do venture capital? What's venture capital? Do you want to work for Goldman Sachs? What do they do? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you, I'm interested in marketing. Okay, what kind of company would you like to work for? And what is involved in marketing? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I want to do something in entertainment. And I say, okay, do you want to work in casting? Do you want to be a manager? Do you want to work for an agency? Do you want to uh, be a sales rep? Do you want to work in distribution? And what we were learning is that these kids just had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so there's no exposure to this in the schools. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like there was, there was a big gap missing in terms of education. Like why don't these kids know what we do out in the real world, given that they're headed our way and they're headed our way quickly. Yeah. Um, and so what we started doing is I would call CEO friends of mine Or, you know, friends with, you know, positions at companies that would that were able to sort of like go around the usual application process. And I'd say, hey, I've got this great kid. He's a top kid at Harvard Westlake or at, you know, one of these other schools or at Beverly High. And he or she wants to do this. Can he or she sort of instead of an internship come and shadow you for a week this summer Mm. or two weeks this summer, or can they do some sort of smaller internship? And what ended up happening is that we got great results and these CEOs and other people in higher positions would call me and they would say, you know what? It's so funny because we also have college interns and we also have interns out of college and your kids are really killing it. Mm -hmm. And what I was learning was that these kids would come back to me who I'm very close with. We stay connected through many, many years um, I think over the past 13 years, I've only had maybe two kids who are now mm-hmm. out of contact with me. Most of them have gone, have gone through graduate school or and are, have, we've worked with them through the graduate, getting into graduate school and they're in the workforce now. But it was those some of those early experiences that were huge for them. Um, and what's also very interesting about it is that there's no such thing as a bad experience because a negative experience is a great learning experience. Right. So I'll often have a kid do something with someone, um, I had a kid last year, do, you know, something in marketing and came back and said, you know what? I really learned that that's not my space. And I said, but this is such wonderful news. This is a huge win for us because we know you've had the exposure and now we can move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of a little bit about, about what we're doing. Um, so I'm really looking for, um, companies, particularly startups, um, to continue to make contact with us mm-hmm. and let us know when they're interested in, you know, having kids come on. They have to keep in mind that they're high schoolers, yeah. and it has to be developmentally appropriate, um, you know. And I can't make any promises in terms of behavior because high schoolers are high schoolers, <laughs> but they generally do a great thing, and um, I, I just think it's good work. I think it's very important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, how, um, why, what was your inspiration to get into this line of help? Um, for for kids. (laughs) It's kind of a funny story
1: because um, I was, I'd worked with kids in lots of different capacities for a long time. I was uh, with National Dance Institute in New York, working in the inner city schools with kids on arts education. I did the same thing with California Dance Institute here, um, kind of co-directing performance and their in-school program. And then I went back to graduate school um, to study education at Harvard. And um, there was a big bill that was, I mean, you know, um, in front of me to pay. Um, <laughs> and so I just kind of on the side started helping kids with college admission, just a couple here and there. Um, and I wasn't really charging them, but um, also had a background writing in writing, a background in writing, um, and sort of took them through a creative process. And we ended up having great results. And from there, I was recruited by a firm in South Korea and went to work there uh, doing the same admissions in, in South Korea in Seoul wow. for a little while and then <laughs> came back. And I kind of tried to quit doing <laughs> that work um, because I was working on a lot of my film stuff part time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a following And Uh they kept coming. And it was weird because I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything. It was not (laughs) meant to... This was like the most strangely organic experience of my life. But what I did know is that I was good at it. Uh And I knew that it fueled my soul in a way that nothing had in a long time. Seeing these kids take that Mm. next step. Seeing them through all the way. I mean... I run my company a little unusually in that I'm available 24-7 via text and phone for, for a lot of wow. them, for the kids and parents. <laughs> but what I've learned is that, like, with teenagers, every problem feels very big. And I remember how that felt. Mm-hmm. It's, still, it's still inside of me. I can still feel it. Mm-hmm. And helping them through those, like, minor battles is a really big deal for oh. me. I think it's a very special time in life. They're on the cusp of adulthood. But they're not quite there yet. They're definitely there, not there in terms of their brains developmentally, but a lot is expected of them, more than really should be expected of them. And college admissions has become a really, really tough game. So whatever I can do to help them uh, personally, educationally, emotionally, I'm going to continue to do that. And so that's how it started. And from there we grew. I finally put a website together. Uh, We don't work on it very much, but um, we've never really advertised uh, I have a following, and we keep a wait list. I'd love to be able to take everybody. We are going to do some courses, um, some workshops this summer, so that we can um, help more kids. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's all very much individualized, so that we can really, really be there for them. So.
2: so, so it sounds like basically you did you like you did such a good job with your first few clients that it's like you can't. <laughs>
1: it's like they're coming to you. You can't leave. They're coming that to you us. Not would want to
2: leave, but like, like, it's like you, like you, the service you provide is so good. That
1: yeah, can. I I think it is. I mean, I've, we've had some ups and downs. We don't always, not every season is a win. Mm-hmm. You know, you have students every season that get into places that we think they never will. And then you have somebody that you think is golden and is fine. And, you know, mm. things don't happen as, I mean, the admissions process is very, very, very complicated. Yeah. So, um, and then we've, we've, we've asked a couple of clients to leave over the years. Not uh-huh. many. Um, we we interview everyone. We interview oh. the parents and the children, um, and so they have to really want it. I can't remember what your question was. Sorry. Yeah. No, um, good.
2: So, wh- how about in terms of what time? Uh, like like when would you get involved? Um, is it like junior year, sophomore year, um, earlier than that?
1: Um, a lot of freshman parents are calling now because uh-huh. I think that they know that they want a place with uh-huh. us, and if they start with us in ninth, wow, we're going to take. We're going to already be on with their kids as long as we don't have. um, I take a limited number of students from each school and I don't tell people usually how many, but it's usually no more than two per high school. And those two kids have to be very, very different because I will not, if I wanted to make money, I would take them all, but I can't, they're already competing against one another. So I need people who are pretty different in order to help them find their voices and stand out. I don't want to pit two similar kids against one another. Um, some of us come, some of them come to us later though, Uh and it's harder because I haven't helped them. We haven't helped them put their coursework together and we haven't done Mm. their test prep with them. So it really depends on what kind of position they're in. But I mean, I get letters from kids all the time or they'll send me an email and I'm such a sucker. Like they know that, (laughs) I mean, I'm a, like, it's so funny. One of my kids yesterday told me, he was like, you're like the college whisperer or something. (laughs) Um, but I love people that age so much. Um, because I had so much sort of like angst and stress at that age, um, that they'll write me like an email and I'll take them or they'll, they'll, you know, they're, they're coercive or they'll, you know, they'll do a little begging. I had one actually two years ago. Um, and we told the parents there was no space and he lived in Santa Monica. I live in Santa Monica too. And he showed up with his skateboard on my doorstep, which was funny. He figured out where I lived on the internet and he came and he said, I need five minutes. And anytime anybody says I need because I've done that to get a job before uh-huh. and he said I need five minutes and I knew when he said I need five minutes that I was going to take him like I looked <laughs> into his eyes and he he looked at me and he said I, I'll do whatever it takes I'm on board with you you tell me what you need tell me what I have to do to get through this and what do I need to do for you to understand that I'm that I'm in this for the long yeah. haul and I took him wow. immediately he's now at University of Michigan in the College of Engineering he's doing great wow so.
2: So, um, and you've done some really interesting things in the movie space as well. Tell <laughs> us about that.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure of exactly what you want to know. I, um, because my main work has always been Aria's prep and I'll never leave that. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that people who are listening are aware that that's been my focus and will yeah. remain my focus. But I also sometimes produce independent films. Um, I produced a film that came out in 2015 called The Witch, and it won Best Director at Sundance. And then we won a couple of Independent Spirit Awards. One was for Best uh, First Feature Film, and uh, it had a wide release, and it did very well. And I think it has kind of a cultish following. <laughs> um, I'm not entirely sure. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Um, and I do have a film in development right now, but I'm not somebody who's trying to be a producer with a full slate of films. That's never going to be me. I do only what I'm passionate about, which means a little bit at a time. So I'm never going to like, you know, make a lot of money making films, but I'm going to do things that I love. Yeah. So
2: that's beautiful. Um, And on top of that, you're a mom yourself.
1: I am. (laughs) So you have like plenty
2: of time for all of these entrepreneurial activities you
1: do. I'm a a single mom. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. It's a little chaotic and it's hard. I think that a big part of it for me over the past year has been self-care. And you and Mm. I have talked a lot about that actually. And making sure that when I drop her off at the morning that I go and do yoga or meditation after that, um, that I take some time for myself for a lot of years when I was building this, I did not take time for myself and it ended up really kind of kicking me in the butt. Um, so I have to make sure that in order to be a good parent, I'm taking care of myself too. Um, you know, and it's, it's tough. I just make sure that I don't go out on too many dates um, so that I have time for my daughter. She always comes mm. first. Um, and that I just like try myself, you know, to live a balanced life. But I'm not sure that I'm one of those people that totally believes in balance. I always know mm. that when I'm giving something to one thing, I'm, it's, it's some energy is being taken from another thing mm. usually. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I try to do is be present in what I'm doing. That's what I'm uh. working on right now. So when I'm giving my daughter breakfast, Um, And parents and kids are texting me. I put the phone in the other room and I'm watching her um, eat, you know, the homemade meal that I've made and talking to her about her day and things like that. And we can all be better about it. And I can certainly, I I have a lot of work to do around that, but it's, it's a work in progress. And if somebody, um, you know, if there's a startup that has sort of a magic bullet for that, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, to take it all in and do it. Um, but it's also been important for me to be able to take care of my daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, financially and otherwise. And I think that ultimately having somebody who's, you know, working and doing things, um, out in the world is going to be important and encouraging for her. And she also, I'm an unusual business in that my clients know her very well. So it doesn't start at the beginning, but she ends up showing. So there are (laughs) days when, you know, because during application season, it's evenings. Kids get out of school yeah. in the evening. So I'm over there at these people's houses all the time. And they really become like family. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them know my child quite well. And I think she's well aware at this point, even as a five-year-old, of what it is I'm doing.
2: Yeah. So, it's a, 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 the, the role model and the example that you said is so important too, right?
1: I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, it's all, I think we all just... <sighs> do the best we can every day. I mean, yeah. there are days when I have a really hard time. Um, and when yeah. she begs me not to go to work Yeah. or I need to scoop her along and bring her with me. Um, and, um, you know, and those days are, are really hard. And I just try to, you know, be thankful for the things that I do have and the time that I do have for her and the ability to put a roof over our heads.
2: Right. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, how about? Um, I mean, are there are there specific companies that you feel like um, do a good job of um, supporting students uh, in this kind of shadowing program? Or are there ones that you wish did? Yeah, uh, there any, are a, like highlights. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, um, we're after you, as you know. <laughs> I want everybody to know that um, that I've been I've been after Brian and have some kids doing some very deep research on. <laughs> um his oh company and what he does so um Magic Links huge deal um especially just given you know sort of the youtube and social component of it that's yeah. you know the kids are really um i have a feeling going to excel in companies like that yeah um and I hope then so. <laughs> you know i mean i think we have some of the most innovative startups in the world here yeah um i know not everyone agrees are we still number 3 or are we i think
2: um I mean, we're definitely a distant to Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, and I think people say maybe New York is a little right. bigger. Yeah. But so I, I just three. feel like, yeah.
1: I, I like the vibe here. There's a vibrancy there's, and
2: an energy and a, yeah.
1: It is. And it is very, very different. Yeah. Um. You know, I like, okay, so I'll give you one more sort of well-known like Headspace, for instance, yep. which are we still calling them a startup? I don't know. Um. <laughs> you know. And I like it because it promotes mindfulness, which I think is so important. And I just talked about that. So that's just a personal favorite. And I think it would be important for kids too. I have a lot of kids who are into mindfulness, who do it every day, who use that uh, app. And I would love for him to give me a call and say, hey, send some of your kids over there in Santa Monica. I think he's still in Santa Monica. Um, you know, I think that great company I
2: use headspace every day too. So I do too.
1: And I think that it's also like a pretty straightforward business model. Yeah. So young people can understand it and get in there. Mm. Um, you know, I like companies in general that I like a lot of companies, but I I like companies that provide some sort of social benefit and that's a huge benefit. Um, which brings me to Tina Hay. Who you also yeah, know
2: Tina's um,
1: and Napkin Finance. Napkin Finance, yes. So I haven't hit her up yet, but I think it's cool to have things like a checklist for starting your own business, not for just like a, adults, but um, it's just cool to see a company at the intersection of tech and education and finance all yeah. at once. Um, and I think that a lot of us, especially young people, um, need new ways to learn about money. Yeah, badly and. It's simple. It's visual. It's fun. Yeah, I've never seen that before. And again, social benefit. Yeah, um, I really believe. I would that- say
2: so. Just uh, on on, are you still on napkin finance? Because yeah. one, one thing I kind of see um, with that that ties in really to a lot of your work and mm-hmm. your mission is um, there. There are a lot of things that our educational system does really well, and then there's also a lot of massive gaps, yeah. right? And so some of um, as the we started off with you, yeah. And we, and, and we started off, you were talking about, you know, these kids that are like excelling in all these different areas of their life. And then, but like, what does that mean? What does that translate into into exactly. a career or what you do or a job or a profession or yep. something or even a path to get to where you want to go? And, and like the educational system isn't necessarily doing a good job of saying, helping kids envision where they, they want to be and then the path they should take to get there. Exactly. Um, versus like, hey, class starts at 10 a.m you know, English class, make sure you're there and do the assignment and then turn it in. Correct. Correct. Um, And in case
1: anybody doesn't know about napkin finance, she has a FAFSA napkin. Yeah. um, To help students understand financial aid. And I believe it was up on uh, the white house website for a while with Michelle Obama. And I've talked to all of my kids about that. Yeah. Um, Because it's like, I don't, I don't, I have somebody that we refer out for financial aid, but um, because it's such a different space but it's um it's there's it's lacking. Yeah, the, the financial aid is there, but kids don't understand how it works and parents yeah. don't understand how it works. So
2: Yeah. And that's and Napkin Finance and Tina are doing a great job, you know, um helping educate kids in that space, which is just really cool. So uh, yeah. love that mention. Um yeah. I
1: have some others, yeah. Just that I'm a personal <laughs> fan of. Um I like the idea of inspire, which helps people um, adopt smart energy technologies just cause that's important. Um, you know, brain jolt is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I hesitate to say it, but goat because sneakers mm-hmm. are fun <laughs> and a lot of my kids love sneakers. So I've gotten yeah. into it yeah. a lot. Um,
2: what uh, your kids? I got a new pair of sneakers recently. Would they like, is this they, cool or That's, no? that's rad. Like, right.
1: You're on it. Okay, yeah. I have good. those too, by the way. Really, I wear them to their houses. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta get down with them. You totally. can't, you know. They none of them think I'm an adult, or they might know sort of, but you yeah, know, I'm in between. I'm really like living in between these these two real <laughs> worlds. Um, um, Task us, which mm. I haven't tried, um, but I have friends um, who've tried their solutions for like back office support, uh-huh. um, which is a problem for me. Um, and then um, within, I think it's called within the immersive story, storytelling. Okay. Um, magic links, mm, obviously. <laughs> um, and then, um, I think it's called Ernie E A R N Y. Um, is kind of fun too. There's a social benefit there. Um, and I like, one that's called Attention, A-T-T-N, colon. Oh, you know yeah. that one? I've heard of them. Do you uh, know, what do they do? They're telling stories in engaging and relevant ways. They're telling yeah. really cool, sort of important stories in ways, you know, that that are, I don't know, digestible and fun. Yeah. Um, and so those are some of my favorites, but I'm not, you know, again, I'm not you know, I try to keep up, but I'm busy doing my own thing in the education space and meeting with deans of universities and principals of high schools and parents and doing things like that. So, you know, I'm not completely on top of, you know, the, (laughs) the, the startup world and what's out there. I know there's a ton, um, but I'm very much open to hearing from people and learning more and kids my kids are introducing me to stuff all the
2: time. Absolutely. Well, one one of the reasons I thought it would be so interesting to have you on the show is because, right, as, as an entrepreneur and as startups, not just us, right, but uh, I think most companies, um, finding good talent is hard to do, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's a core part of of any company's success. Um, and then also, um, you know, a lot of times starts we have to be very cost conscious. So a lot of times we're not necessarily looking for, you know, a VP who's been at a, at a very high level for many years and comes with a really high salary. Some startups and at some point of a company's evolution, you get there. Um, but a lot of times, internships can actually be the lifeblood of getting a company going. And um, you know, kind of that energy. Um, for us, we're in a we're in a um, you know we're in social media, so um, we use we learn from interns that we've had right. <laughs> in the past um, where they're using you know apps that we've never heard of or the way that we're using, they're using it is actually very different than um, someone of an older generation might use it. And so um, we find that, or I found that in historically to be a really valuable place. And then to know that there are, you know, folks like yourself and companies like yourself that have these long-term relationships with students um, and can really help, you know, find, help companies, help solve two things at once, right? Help really, it's kind of matchmaking.
1: Definitely, um, definitely.
2: Yeah, and, and help help solve that.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting that it's moved in that direction because it was never the intention. I just, yeah. I love, um, you and I have talked a lot about this like on our own, but I love just like seeing how things evolve um, and just not really, just always being open to understanding who you are becoming and not yeah. just who you set out to yes. be. Yes. And so I almost think that, I mean, of course, college application consulting is important it's, you know, there's, there's a need for it, but I really feel like this other side that we've gotten into is because anybody can, anybody who learns it can do and does it for long enough can do the college app consulting stuff. Um, particularly uh, if you have people on board who have the creative expertise to help teach them to, to write and find their voices. But I think, um, you know, giving them these other experiences is not something, um, that we had set out to do, but has become sort of more important. on our journey and it's something, you know, special that we can, can provide to them. And I really really like that. But I think, yeah, from a, from in terms of cost, it is something that's really important to think about keeping in mind that it's a young person, right. But, um, and so, you know, they're limited as to what they can do sometimes, but sometimes they're not. Yeah. I mean, I had a kid a few years ago who said, Oh, I really was coming out of UCLA interested in doing what we were doing. And I said, I can't pay you a salary right now. Um, and she said, I'll sleep on my parents' couch and I'll work for free for you for three and a half months. And then you tell me what you want me to do. And then, and then then we'll see from there. And I was like, okay, go for it. And I I don't want to take it. I was very, very good to her. I gave her a lot of benefits and other things like that. Um, and she had another source of income, uh, but she ended up coming on with us full term. Wow. So, and it was, it was one of the best things that actually ever happened for me because she knew that I needed her more than I knew that I needed her. Yeah. Um, And it was, it was a really great thing.
2: And that's inspirational as a leader to see that drive in someone, right? Yeah. Uh, No, (laughs) it it really is. And
1: I think you also have to be willing to make mistakes too. Yeah. I mean, I've brought people on, you know, to, to, you know, as, as interns or as as shadows who just don't sort of like pick up the ball. And roll with it. And sometimes as a, as a leader, if you're, you know, directing your own company, you, you kind of need somebody to do that. Yeah. Um, but even I think th- there's still value in having them just listen to a conversation sometimes yeah. or ha- having them listen to a conference call yeah. or taking notes or doing something like that. Um, sort of seeing how things are run. Yeah. So.
2: We had uh there was a earlier guest who said there should be a test on the first day where you um, go change the the copy in the printer. Or go change the printer ink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I that. mean
1: that's an interesting comment, though, because I mean I think you always have to be willing to do that. I'm the one in my this company is, this does that does that for hires. For hires, yeah. okay. So yeah. I'm necessarily interns. I don't yeah. really have my people do that. I I do that stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think you always you have to keep yourself humble. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I want the kids to be willing to do that, but I spent a lot of years, even after college and grad school making copies and doing things like that and getting coffee and when I worked for Jacques Dumboise in New York he's a former dancer with New York City Ballet and started National Dance Institute that was not the case I was with him all the time doing exactly what he was doing assisting him and some of it was dirty work and some of it wasn't but a lot of it was very creative work and so there was a mix and I believe in yes I think it's important that they can change, you know, whatever the cartridge in the copy machine. But I also think it's important to give them more than that. Oh yeah. I don't want their experience to be just that. And I think that that's a problem. Sometimes I get that companies need that, but I think that you also have to be willing to look at what they're getting yeah. from it, not just what you're getting from the relationship.
2: Yeah, completely. I yeah. was, I, I didn't give enough context to that. It, that was for um, full-time hires. And she said basically to have someone that, that you need to also be able to roll up your sleeves and get dirty. Absolutely. Right? Within that context. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. Completely. You have to be, I think you have to always be willing to do <laughs> yeah. everything. I can't imagine any other way. And that's also like what indie film producers do. Right. Like there isn't yes. just one thing that you do. You've got to be willing to like, kind of like sling the S-H-I-T. Like you have to do, <laughs> I mean, you just have to get down on the ground and yeah. and do, you know, whatever it takes, even if it means begging. Um, <laughs> but Yeah. I fully agree with you yeah absolutely
2: um, so if you had an ask of the community uh, Jody what would uh, oh what, what would your ask be how could we support you
1: um, I mean if we're talking about you know tech and startups in particular, I would ask that they would reach out to us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as possible and create a relationship um, and
2: how how, how and where would they do that?
1: Um, they can email me Redmond at resprep.com or they can go to the website, give me a call, whatever it is. Um, we're, we're a family kind of business. So uh-huh. we do things the old school way. There's no form to fill out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's the best way to do that. And I think that, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm doing that all day long, sort of trying to create relationships, but. If anyone, you know, wants to be involved, I think that um, it's a great opportunity for them to, to give back and um, to get something, but also to provide some really important value for, you know, for someone else. And you also never know what those people will do for you. We've had, I can't, I can't reveal names here, but we have some pretty influential clients in this city and I have um, a friend who's a founder of a company who's it, the company's been around. It's not exactly a startup who hired one of my kids and later and had no idea who the parents were. And later the parents infused a, a massive amount of money into wow. my friend's company, <laughs> huge. And it came as a, and it wasn't expected. I mean, we uh-huh. never it was not part of the equation, but they were so appreciative of what that experience mm. did for their child. And that child actually in one of our supplement essays wrote a, about that experience and what it did for their soul and for their brain. Um, and it sort of like helped bridge the gap into the adult world. Um, and the parents were just so beside themselves that, you know, they ended up meeting the CEO and they ended up, they heard that she was, you know, looking to sort of grow and they got involved in a big way, very big way. So, I mean, I don't know. I I feel (laughs) like it all sort of comes back to us.
2: Yeah. Magic happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, Jody, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time on the show. Thank you so and, much for uh, having me. Yeah, this has been great. So um, with that, I'll wrap things up. Uh, we've been speaking with Jody Redmond, uh, founder of Arius Prep on Women in Tech, another inspirational leader here in the LA ecosystem. And uh, Jody, thanks for everything you
1: do. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye-bye.